Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. And if you can please uh, open up with me to Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. Revelation 21, as we make our way through this wonderful, powerful book. And the title of our message is, The Kingdom to Come. The Kingdom to Come. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, if you remember, part of that prayer, at the beginning of that prayer, he taught his disciples, and I believe it's for us also. They call it the Lord's Prayer, but I believe the Lord's Prayer is really John chapter 17. That's the real Lord's Prayer, because that's the Lord praying. But he taught his disciples to pray, so they call it the Lord's Prayer because he taught them to pray. But it's really our prayer that was taught by Jesus. How do we pray? And part of that prayer is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Your will be done, Lord, here on earth, even as it is in heaven. Well, what we're reading about in our text is that time. It's the kingdom age. It's the kingdom of God coming. And that prayer has been, uh, we've been praying that, or the church, may I put it that way, has been praying that prayer for like 2,000 years, your kingdom come, Lord, your kingdom come. And I would encourage you, if you don't do this already, uh, for my personal devotional time in the morning, I pray that every morning, Lord, thy kingdom come. I believe it's a daily prayer because it also, in that prayer, it says, give us this day our daily bread. So I believe it's a daily prayer, so daily. So think of all those prayers for 2,000 years going up, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what we're reading about is the kingdom age. It's the kingdom that we've been praying for, and it's a, a wonderful kingdom age, We've looked at already some things about the kingdom age, how the earth is going to change. There won't be a desert. There'll be streams where the deserts were. Won't that be awesome? No more, you know, there's going to be streams in the desert. Things are going to change drastically. The, the animal life will change, right? A, a wolf will lay down with a lamb. Kids will be able to, it says, they'll be able to play by cobra's uh, holes where they, they don't have to worry about getting bit by a cobra. So that's going to be, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? I'll probably hug like a polar bear or something. It's, just, it's, it's going to be different. The, the trees in the field, what are they going to do? They're going to clap their hands. I'm going to, I want to see that. But it's going to change everything. I believe it's going to change. The kingdom age is going to change in such a way it'll probably be like it was before the fall of man, before Adam fell. And it's going to go back to the God reigning over this earth. And there'll be all kinds of different things. The government will be upon his shoulders. Jesus Christ will be the king of kings. He will be the king and priest over everything. The end of of the Antichrist kingdom will take place when Jesus Christ comes back. The end of, of Satan's rule will take place, and so much is going to happen. The kingdom age, that's something that we as believers look forward to in our future. It says they will study war no more. That's another great thing. There's spears and there's swords. They're going to be uh, turned into gardening tools. No more war. So it's a wonderful age, and, and here in our texts, the first four verses that we're going to look at, we're going to see more details of this kingdom age. What's going to happen? This is the very beginning of the kingdom age. We call it the millennial kingdom. And so if you can please stand with me. I'm going to read just these four verses out of Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 4. John the apostle writes, he says, Then I saw an angel coming down from, can we say that together? Heaven. 
heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for, can we say that together? A thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. Verse 4, and I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So, Lord, we lift up these four verses to you. Lord, I know the notes that I have here. I, I believe, Lord, that uh, you've given me a few things to talk about. But, Lord, we pray that you'd go beyond notes, that you would speak directly to our hearts with this text that's before us. Lord, we pray that you would truly honor the simple teaching of your word and that your Holy Spirit would would work supernaturally here in the natural as we just study to show ourselves approved to you, God. Help us, Lord, to rightly divide your word, this word of truth. So teach us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So timeline, we already mentioned, it's the beginning of the, the tribulation, excuse me, the beginning of the millennial kingdom that we just read. Before we take a closer look, uh, if you recall last week, last Sunday, the end of chapter 19, we saw Jesus, when he comes back, he'll be on a white horse, right? We'll be with him. We'll be riding white horses, right? And so here, as we return back to the earth, because we'll be in heaven during the time of tribulation, so we're returning back to the earth with Jesus. During that time, the battle of Armageddon will be taking place. The greatest battle that this world has ever seen will be taking place on the earth. When Jesus comes back with, his, with the horse, uh, first thing on the list is the, the beast, which is the Antichrist and the false prophet. They will be captured. Remember that? And then they will be cast alive into the lake of fire. So first business will take place is the, the Antichrist and the false prophet cast alive into the lake of fire. Then... The other thing that's going to take place is God, Jesus, that is on the horse, will just speak and he will destroy all these armies just by the sword of his mouth. That's how powerful he is. And then it tells us, remember, the birds of the air came and they devoured the flesh. So that's where we left off last week. And we pick up right there. Uh, Before we jump back into our text here, reminder that we like to do every Sunday, and it's good to remind us of this, I believe, that the book of Revelation is the only book in the entire Bible that promises a threefold blessing. We are blessed when we read it, we're blessed when we hear it, and we're blessed when we apply it, when we keep it. So we just read it, we just heard it, We can close our Bibles right now, go home, and we have a guaranteed blessing from God, but there's one more, the application, so let's do our best. Let's look back in verse 1 and and see if we can bring some application and some understanding as we look a little closer at the text. And it says, then I saw an, can we say that together? An angel. Coming down from where? From? We're going to see this, guys. So this unnamed angel is going to come down from heaven, and he's going to do what? He's going to have a chain, he's going to have a key, and he's going to lock up 
Satan. He's going to lay hold of him and bring him into this bottomless pit, also known as the abyss or the the under um, the underworld, and so he'll be locked up. It says for a thousand years. I want to make it very clear. It's repeated a thousand years, a thousand years, a thousand years. I, I believe why it's repeated just to make sure that we realize this is a literal thousand years. There's groups out there that'll say that it's figuratively speaking. It's not a real thousand years. Well, I, I don't believe that. I don't. I don't believe uh, that it's figuratively. I believe it's repeated that we know it's going to be a thousand years. And listen. Satan will be locked up. We can say, lock him up. He's getting locked up. He's getting. (laughs) He will be locked up for a thousand years. It's assuming, I believe, that not only is it Satan, all the demonic realm will be cast there and they will be locked up. Uh, They're going to be waiting there for judgment day for them, for the white throne judgment. But interesting, during that thousand years, we won't have demonic activity. We won't have the, you know, demons deceiving and all that, but yet we know as we'll look at, man still rebels against God on the earth. Those that are born during that time, they'll have an opportunity. That's pretty sad to me because some, you know, you think about, well, if only the enemy, the devil was removed, then we would be fine. No more sin. No, no, people still will rebel against God. We'll look at that. But did you notice it says, I saw an angel to deal with Satan? It doesn't say a special angel like Michael the archangel. It doesn't say a host of angels. It took a host of angels to wrestle Satan down to the ground. And it doesn't even say that. It doesn't say Jesus had to go down and get off his horse and wrestle with, with Satan and finally capture him. And it doesn't, no, it just says an angel, an unnamed angel, takes care of God's bidding. Just an angel. And I believe that with this text, it's important for us to realize that, you know, we can give Satan way too much credit, which he doesn't deserve. And I also believe with this text, as we see he's being bound and for a thousand years, I believe we have to be careful when we get into this whole uh, dispute with, with the demonic realm and all. Yes, we have authority in Jesus' name. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. But, you know... When I was growing up, there was some demonic activity in our home. Matter of fact, my mother, she passed away when I was five months old, so I didn't know my mother. And my sister wanted to bring my mother back, so we would have seances at her house. And we would say, Mom, if you love us, knock on that wall. And you'd hear, we'd say three times, you'd hear, boom, boom, boom. There was a knock. We're like, whoa, that's crazy. But we were like, she's here. I don't believe she was there. I think it was demonic. And... We kind of opened the door for demonic, even at a young age. And it's scary stuff. And we'd even, I mean, literally, I'm not, this is just craziness. I mean, we would take a deck of cards. We'd take a queen of hearts. We'd put it on the bottom of the deck. We'd say, Mom, if you love us, put the queen of hearts on the top of the deck. And we would put the, the, the card over. It would be the queen of hearts. That's how it was just evil. It's, it, and here we thought as young kids, oh, Mom's here and she's listening to us. No, I, I really believe it was Demonic. Why do we believe it was demonic? Because there was weird activity in that house constantly. I believe we opened that door. I would go be home all by myself. I'd take a shower. I'd come out. Doors that I would, because I was, you know, I knew that there was some presence in the house. So I would, you know, shut doors, lock doors. I would come out of the shower and all the doors would be wide open. And I'd hear doors open. I'm like, this is weird. I mean, so it was frightening. 
So before I became a Christian, I, I heard someone say that we have authority. And so then I would, you know, I didn't have the Holy Spirit. So I would like command Satan to get out and stuff like that. And, that, and you can't do that. Do you know that? You have to have the Holy Spirit. But there's groups, I believe, that this, they get into too much of this. We bind you, Satan. They, it's too much into the binding, which we have authority. Yes, uh, please don't misunderstand this. We have authority in Jesus' name. But the sons of Sceva, remember in the book of Acts? They said, we exercise you demons in the, in the name of the Jesus that Paul preaches. Do you remember what happened to them? The demons jumped on them. So we have to be careful with this. We better make sure you're a Christian when you're dealing with the demonic realm and you have the Holy Spirit. But listen, guys, with the Holy Spirit, we have power over all satanic realm. But be careful how we do it. Remember Michael the archangel, it tells us in Jude 1, verse 9, it says, Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with, can we say that together? The devil. devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, so there was a dispute over the body of Moses, right? He said he dared not bring against him a reviling, can we say that together? Accusation. But said, can we say that together? The Lord, the Lord rebuke you. And I believe that's the safest place we can be. Just when we're dealing with any kind of evil or demonic activity, just the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. And realize, though, we do have power over all evil. And that's, it's important for us to realize that because I think we can go into the other realm and, and think that, you know, that we have no power and then we get overwhelmed with evil. And no, 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 we have power. But, but realize that we have that power. And realize something else that I'll tell you who the devil is not. He's not equal to God, a co-equal to God. I pray we know that, right? Like some would say, oh, God finally beat him at the end. It was a tough battle for God, but he finally won at the end. No. The devil is a created being. God created him. God, do you know God is using him for his own purposes? To really expose the heart of man? So it's good for us to realize that. In Deuteronomy, it, it kind of gives us some clarity. It says, therefore, know this day and consider in your heart. So in other words, make sure you understand this inside, that the Lord himself is God in heaven above and on what? The earth beneath. There is no, in other words, there is no one equal to him. And we have authority. And it's so good to realize. I believe application for us as we talk about the devil, we talk about Satan, he will be bound for a thousand years when Jesus Christ comes back. But for us today, application today is to realize in Christ Jesus, we have victory. Do you know that? We have victory in Christ. And I'm going to give you scriptures that you're well aware of. Well, this is actually one that uh, it's when we see him, this is the devil. Isaiah tells us when we see him, it says, those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble and kingdom shake? In other words, when we see him, we're going to like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we were afraid of him? That's what it's saying. You guys know this, 1 John 4, 4. You are of who? God, little children, and have overcome them because he, capital H, who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You guys know that one. Guys, I pray for all of us as believers that we realize the victory we have through Christ Jesus our Lord. Greater is he that's in us than he who's in the world. 
I pray we walk victoriously. I pray that we don't allow the enemy to deceive us. Listen, one of the greatest tools, and we're going to talk more about this in a minute, that the devil has against us is deception. Do you know that at the cross, the devil was disarmed at the cross? In other words, listen, the enemy has, maybe they still have like, you know, in the spiritual realm, like spiritual guns, but they're blanks. And not like Alec Baldwin. These are real blanks. These are not going to... They're not going to work. Sorry about that. But it's, it's true, though. These are blanks. They, they will not work. So what does he do? Listen, he cannot hurt the believer because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So he works in the mind, in deception, to deceive you. And it's powerful. I've met many people. They're like, oh, no, Pastor. And, and this is going on and that's going on. It's like, well, what are you talking about? You have authority. He was disarmed at the cross of Christ. When Jesus Christ died at the cross, he, he disarmed the powers and principalities and rulers of darkness. The other great one that goes with this, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build whose church? My church. Jesus said, my church. And the gates of what? Hell. Hades. Or Hades shall not prevail against it. I believe the gates of hell means the, the, at the gates of a city, you'd had all the rulers and all the elders were at the gates and saying, even all the rulers of darkness will not prevail against my church, Jesus said. That's a good reminder for us, amen? amen? And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should, can we say that word together? Deceive the nations no more. Till the thousand years were finished, but after these things, he must be released for a little while. I remember when I first read that, I'm like, why release him? <laughs> Did that happen to you when you first read that? Yes. But now I understand why, because God's going to use him for his purpose, and we'll talk about that next week and the, probably the next two weeks. We'll talk more about that later, but... There's a reason. God's going to release him. Because, again, when I first read it as a baby Christian, I'm like, what, dude, why'd you just let him go? You had him. Just keep him. Why do you? No, God's going to use that. There's a reason for it. You know, probably. We'll look closer at that later. That he should not deceive the nations. He, there's a seal on him. I, for the seal, I believe it's for security. There's a, a special seal that's going to be placed upon him so he doesn't escape. So... Uh, for the thousand years, there's no releasing him. These, th there's a special kind of seal. I don't know what kind of seal, but so get this. There's a key. They lock him up. If that's not good enough, he's got a chain. If that's not good enough, there's a seal. He's in prison. He's not getting out for a thousand years. We don't have to worry during the thousand years. I, like biting our nails, like, is he going to get out? I mean, it's pretty bad. No, he's not getting out. God We'll put him there for a thousand years. But what does he do? What is his main crime? We touched on this last week. It's deception. And notice the nations. So Satan, when he fell, when, when Satan was in heaven, his name was Lucifer. Lucifer was in heaven, and when he rebelled against God, he took a third of the angels with him in rebellion. So these demonic realm, they're around the world. They're deceiving people. Satan himself, I, I highly doubt any of us come toe-to-toe -to -toe with Satan himself. I believe, you know, there's, he's, you know, got some bigger fish that he's, he's after. But here's this dominion, this demonic realm that brings de deception all around the world. Do you know people that do not have Christ, that are not born again, biblically speaking, they're deceived. 
because they don't have the Holy Spirit to see what's right and what's wrong. But we're, we're to be that group that are not to be deceived. That's why it's so important, the book that's in front of you, the, the Bible that you use, that we're in it constantly, day by day, reading it, seeking it, knowing truth. Why? Because if you do not know the truth of God's word, you will be deceived. Deception's real. I remember a while back, talked about deception. We, in the mail, we received a letter from our old mortgage company, we refinanced our house, and they sent us a letter. They said, we made a mistake on the paperwork. We owe you monies. We'll be sending you a check. And that was it. And they didn't give the amount. I'm like, well, how much? And it didn't say. And so I showed my wife, I showed Kathleen the letter. She says, look, they're going to send us some money. She goes, how much? I go, it doesn't say. It just says they're sending us a check soon. And so we started thinking about that. Well, what did, you know, was 100 bucks? Maybe a few hundred dollars? And we're like, maybe over a thousand. That would be nice. We could use it. And <laughs> So we're just kind of thinking about, well, how much? And then I thought, anything over zero is good. So it's going to be good no matter what we get. And so we're waiting anxiously. We're like, you know, did, you know, she'd go to the check the mail. Did, did we get our check yet? No. And finally, like 10 days later or two weeks, whatever it was, I don't even remember, but it showed up. It was a dollar. <laughs> I took a picture of it. I was just shy. I'm like, are you kidding me? It wasn't worth the paperwork in writing us this. And it's like... And the, my, my point is this, the self-deception. We were just like deceived, like it's, you know, it's got to be at least this much. And it's just, deception's real. Deception is so real today. If I didn't know the Bible, I would think we were living in the time of the tribulation. I really would. The Bible tells us after the rapture of the church, when we're gone, a strong delusion will come upon the earth and people will believe the lie because they didn't believe in the truth. Guys, you don't want to be here when deception comes. It's going to be demonic, and even God's going to allow a strong delusion. Some even believe it's possible. There's that theory that maybe it's because there's so much being spoken now about you know, aliens and UFOs and all that. You know, that sounds like a good solution. When we all disappear, millions of people disappear all over the world. They'll say, the aliens took them away or something. Possibly. We don't know. Just hypothetical. But guarantee... There'll be a strong delusion, but right now, there is a lot of deception going on. And I, like I said a minute ago, if I did not know the Bible, I would think we're living in the time of tribulation. It's so deceptive. Let's see, did you guys see this? How many saw this? Biden regime is considering to pay hundreds of millions to illegal alien families separated the border in 2018. He wants to give $450,000 per illegal alien. I personally believe that's very deceptive. How about this? How many saw this? The new passport. New passport. U.S. issues the first time ever a passport where you can mark gender as X. So this is uh, new that's coming out for if you are, and it goes on, if you, you have an option to a non-binary, intersex, or gender non-conforming people, then you can mark X. My Bible tells me in Genesis that they were male and female. Amen. Let me read it to you. Not that, and seriously, there are, people are confused. And so I trust the Bible. I believe the Bible. Genesis 127 says, For God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Male and female. 
How about this? Senator Ron Johnson to Newsmax, he says, young people are being indoctrinated to hate America. And he gives the study that shows that definitely uh, they're being in schools, they're being indoctrinated today to hate America, this wonderful country that was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love what Ronald Reagan said. He said, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.